what makes me hopeful is is how how we can help families and help men succeed and thrive in in one of the most important roles in their in their life. A little bit of guidance goes a long way in helping men really thrive in in this important part of their life and part of their legacy. Someone has convinced men that they should be happy. There isn't a, a man on the planet who wants written on his tomb, at least he was happy. A man wants to have a legacy, he wants to be fulfilled. Men are paralyzed by doubt. If you want a man to do his job, you got to tell him what his job is. And if you give him a little bit of counsel, a little guide, then he can take steps toward making that progress and having that success in his life as opposed to figuring out how to make the first step. You're a man living in the modern world in a time when men and manhood are not what they once were. You live life on your own terms. You're self-sufficient. You think for yourself and you march to the beat of your own drum. When life knocks you down, you get back up because in your gut, you know that's what men do. You're a badass and a warrior. And on the days when you forget, we are here to remind you who you really are. Welcome to the Sovereign Man Podcast, where we aim to make men masculine again. I'm your man, Nikki Ballou, and we have a very special guest here today. He is the author of the book, The Essential Guide for the Married Man, Principles and Lessons for Navigating a Successful Marriage and a Meaningful Life. E. Paul Allerton. Welcome to the show, Paul. Great to be here, Nikki. Thanks for having me. Brother. It's an honor to have you here. I've been reading the book, and as of today, I am 134 pages in. Um, and I got to tell you, it is a fantastic book. I am very grateful that you agreed to come on the show today. Um, tell us a bit about your backstory. How did you get to be the great E. Paul Allerton? <laughs> Uh, a lot of experience, you know, I'm, I'm in my, uh, you know, sixties now and, and, um, have done a lot of work with, uh, with men. I spent, uh, more than 20 years as, as a scout leader. Uh, those are my, um, hobbies, so to speak, the way I give back. And I just wanted to strengthen marriages and preserve families so that children grow up in secure and loving homes. And I think that, you know, I've, I've discovered that the best way to do that is to help the men and to help men realize that the same skills that they need, you know, to be successful in the marriage and the character are the same skills and character they need to be successful in their life. And the challenge is, you know, it's like the marshmallow test, the, the rewards of being that disciplined, committed, generous man are a decade away. They don't materialize tomorrow. They don't materialize today, right? It shows up in in how your children care for the people that are in their lives, and that's that's the message. And 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 just to equip men with the uh, the confidence and skills and insights that they can do that. That this is this is you know not only achievable, but they can have fantastic lives and avoid and avoid the pitfalls. I've been married, married, you know, 40 years, and my wife loves me more today than the day we got married, and we have six, you know, amazing children. Fortunately, um, my son died, um, you know, six months ago, but um, but we're getting through it, you know, because we have a strong family bond. What 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 makes me hopeful is is how 
you know, how we can help families and help men succeed and thrive in, in one of the most important roles in their, in their life. You know, Jordan Peterson talks about this as being a third of a, a man's family is a third of his, his life. And there's ways to succeed there remarkably. And, you know, absent some guidance and you wanted to talk about mentoring, I pulled out some thoughts, some topics we can hit, you know, as we go through, but, a little bit of guidance goes a long way in helping men really thrive in, in this important part of their life and part of their legacy. There's a lot I want to unpack in our conversation today. One of the things that really um, bothers me about the world we're in today is how many people are seduced by celebrity and by good marketing versus actual wisdom. Hmm. I'll give you an example. There's a fellow out there who is wild, widely celebrated as a um, thought leader helping men. His name is Andrew Tate. He's 36 years old. He's not married, as far as I know. I mean, that could have changed. He made his money um, by basically selling virtual porn, near porn on uh, cameras uh, for men to pay and watch. Um, he's taken advantage uh, of, of women and nakedness in order to get rich. He comes from a broken home, single mother led family. And he's putting himself out there as a smart man who's you know got a six pack and has made a hundred million dollars. And that's why men should listen to him. And I want to just say that I am an ardent capitalist. I make the great <laughs> Ronald Reagan look like a squishy moderate. So I want you to understand where I'm coming from. Okay. But are you freaking kidding me? This dude's 36. He doesn't know his ass from his elbow about how to be a man. Certainly doesn't know how to guide a man to become a man who's you know able to have a successful marriage and a successful life. Yet everybody listens to him. And then there's another fellow by the name of Rolo Tomasi. And I don't think that's his real name. That's a made-up name that he has. And he wrote a book called um, The Rational Male, plus a couple follow-up books. And he basically teaches men to be rational by never getting married, although he himself is married 25 years plus. And people, millions of people listen to these folks as though they know what the fuck they're talking about. Yeah, and no. they don't know what the fuck they're talking about because they're dumb as shit. They're dumb, 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 but they're good marketers. And for some reason, people think that because someone has learned how to crack the Facebook and the Instagram and the YouTube algorithm, that means they're wise and we should listen to them. And just to, I'm going to get off my soapbox in a minute, but fuck no, don't mean shit. Somebody who's good at marketing is usually a dumbass in the rest of their life because that's the only thing they paid any attention to. All right. So I, I'm glad you're here because I know you're the real deal. Those fuckers are all sizzle. And sizzle's neat. But you see, when I want to have steak, I want to bite into juicy, medium-rare ribeye. That's mm. what I want to bite into. I don't want to bite into a bunch of sizzling oil. Well, I appreciate the opportunity to be here and help, you know, help really men have full and rich lives, right? Not just a run from things, but uh, 
you know, face their lives head on with with conviction and, and confidence. All right, great. So let's get into this. Um, you start your book by talking about the fall of masculine culture. What do you mean by the fall of masculine culture? Well, really, since, you know, since World War II, um, you know, someone has convinced men that they should be happy. And, you know, we have now a couple decades worth of, you know, men, you know, quitting on their on their marriages and going off and chasing younger versions so that they can be happy. And I remember uh, a long time ago talking to a, my sister's boyfriend at the time, and, you know, he's really up to nothing, and he was 40 years old, and, and he, he said, well, I'm happy. I said, there isn't a, a man on the planet who wants written on his tomb, at least he, you know, at least he was happy, right? Man, a man wants to have a legacy. He wants to be fulfilled. And, and so men have gone off track. And now because of, you know, the, the massive amount of divorces and, and children coming from broken homes, there's no masculine presence in a home, right? A mother wants to be, you know, wants to make sure everything is, is, is good for the, for the son and, and not, not challenge him and, and, tell them to step up and, and, and face face the world. And so we have those men who grew up in, in single you know, homes, absence fathers are now trying to be fathers and, and, and they've lost. They stuck at it. Right. They've, they, they, they've lost the, the, the importance of a man learning who he is by making sacrifices, right? Sacrifice is an amazingly powerful word, but it looks, you know, it, it's looked on by in a feminine culture as being negative. I don't want to sacrifice anything, but the, if you look at the definition, it means to forsake, forgo something valued, like your time or your money, your resources, for something having a more pressing claim. You know, a man gets to decide what has a more pressing claim on my life. And, and I hope, right deep down, that is something that will bring meaning to his life. That's why the title talks about you know, not just being successful in, in your marriage, but being navigating a, a meaningful life, a life of, of, of purpose. And that gives a man direction. So masculine culture has fallen. So how do we help men win? How do we help men win at marriage? How do we help men win at living, at, at being alive? And how do we make sure that these idiots that keep talking about MGTOW, men going their own way and, you know, being some single dude who sleeps with a, a couple dozen women uh, at a time, how do we convince them that that's all fool's gold? Um, well, one is to, to, to show them not only that there is another way, but that way is better. And and, and here's how to, how to get there, right? Men are absent that role model, absent that place to contribute, absent that place where he belongs with in, in a community of men, you know, men are paralyzed by, by doubt. And, and so what, if you give, if you want a man to do his job, you got to tell him what his job is. And if you give him a little bit of counsel, a little guide, then he can take steps toward making that progress and having that success in his life, as opposed to figuring out how to make the first step. And, and that's why, you know, the book is, is pretty simple. It says, step one, be prepared. 
and understand what it means for you as a man to be prepared to be a man in life. What, what role? does that mean? What does that mean? How does one get prepared as a man to be a man in life? Well, I, th- I think that involves you know developing your character, deciding you know what you value and 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 what you're what you're going to serve. Because a man can't serve himself. A man has to serve something outside of himself. And it's, it's that purpose. It's that thing that brings him meaning, right? Raising, you know, a family and, and, and um, you know, children that are good citizens is, is an enormously, you know, powerful and meaningful thing and will bring a man great joy. Failing that will, will bring him misery. You know, I, I can't tell you the... The worst pain and agony and grief I've ever seen in a man is a man in his late 70s who divorced his wife, you know, when they were in their 40s thinking, oh, the kids will be fine. You know, seeing him grieve because he he could now see what it cost his children for his failing, for his selfishness. And that is the most profound grief I've ever witnessed in a man. And I, I would argue to say that that's hell on earth. Right. That's that's what happens when we fail. That's what happens when we chase selfishness. Right. When on the on the flip side, when, you know, a man has the, the privilege to walk him, his, his daughter down the aisle with his wife, you know, by his side and and she's choosing a man that he is proud of and, and, and that family is going to continue. That's that's priceless. But that doesn't come free. That That comes from leading yourself. And so the, the, how, how we become a man is, is how we develop our character and how we l- learn to lead ourselves and, and lead other men, right? You know, you talked about, you know, the, the importance of, of mentoring, right? Men have lost, we've lost, systematically destroyed any organization where men get to gather, where men get to have communion, you know, community with each other, where they have counsel, right? The the wisdom of the older men, the encouragement, right? Yeah, you you you've, you fell down on, on this. Get it? We're going to pick you up, dust you up, and you know you're doing a good job. Keep going, and the challenge, right? One of the most important things a father does for his son is to challenge him to do better, to get up. Right to to try again to get back you know get back in the plate. Mothers don't do that. That's that's an important you know initiative is an important masculine trait I I think, and and that's instilled by by a strong father and not by a father who says one thing and does something else, but a father who can hold himself to those same high standards, to say come on son you know compete with me to, to, to be your best. You know, I think most of the, the angst that comes in, 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 in families between fathers and sons is, you know, the father telling the son to do one thing while the father's doing something else. Yeah. There's a lot of truth to that. There's right. And, and so I'm, I'm showing men another way, right? Here's how to do it. So step one, be, be prepared. And and have an idea. And since you know, a lot of these, a lot of men haven't grown up in insecure and, and loving homes, they don't know what it means really to care for a woman. They don't understand. You know, men are incredibly naive in, in their relationships with women. But say, here's what to expect, right? That 
that you have you have a role and you don't you know the other thing that's that's in men's quest to be happy they think that they they deserve things we don't we don't we deserve the fruits of our our labors which means that we have to we have to be productive you know the other thing that's important if you look at the other thing that really gives me hope is is on uh, you know page 31 there's the attitude assessment tool and it's a powerful little you know grid where a man gets to evaluate his his daily performance across two dimensions on the horizontal we have blame and then we have responsibility right i'm either a man who blames others or i take responsibility on the on the vertical you have an up top you have initiative or resignation and that creates this you know 4 by 4 quadrant where in the lower left hand corner you have the uh, the quitter life sucks it's not my fault and there's not a damn thing i can do about it and men spend a certain amount of their time in, 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 in that quadrant. If you go up and a man starts to take initiative, but he doesn't take any responsibility, we call him the disruptor. He's the man out there who says, well, this isn't going to work. This guy's full of crap. What you have, what, what we actually have a high percentage of men who would put themselves in the procrastinators. They, they recognize that they have some responsibility, but they don't take initiative mostly because they don't know what to do and they're paralyzed by doubt, they're in the procrastinator. The ideal is that we take responsibility and then we take initiative, right? The measure, I believe my definition of, of masculine leadership is the measure of a man is his willingness to be responsible for that which he's not responsible for, right? I was not responsible for, you know, the 60 young men I had in my troop until one day I decided that I was. And the way the attitude assessment tool works is at the end of every day, you can do it for a week. At the end of every day, you, you tally up, well, what percentage of your time did you spend in each of those quadrants? And what's fascinating about men is we are so competitive and simple that if a man looks at the score at the end of the first day and says, well, that doesn't really reflect the man I, I want to be. He will change his behavior to manipulate the score. He will do a better job the next day. And I actually developed that for, for scouts. And I had a kid who, a great young man, he thought he wanted to be an accountant because his father was an accountant. He went to accounting school and hated it and you know flunked out after the first semester. He came back and he decided he's going back to college for biomedical engineering. I said, well, that's kind of hard. And I gave him another one of these and I explained to him that he was going to, you know, change his behavior to manipulate the score, and I saw him a couple of days later, and he was a he's a big kid, <clears throat> and uh, he's kind of. I said, "How's it going?" He kind of looked at me and scowled. He goes, "The damn thing's working." Four years later, he graduated, and he's now doing cancer research. That's the power that we can have as an older man, as we inspire, challenge, and motivate younger men. To be better men. So we, you know, how do we how do we make things better? One man at a time, right? And the more the more we can do, the the better. And and it begins with, you know, telling them that they have an obligation to make their life count. And here's here's a way to get started. It's not it's not the full story. It's not all the answer. But here's a place to begin. And you can begin your journey and have confidence that uh, that you can get there. Let's go back to you know, mentoring a little bit. So when a man has this community of men, so 
He gets companionship, and companionship is very important. He gets counsel, counsel the older men. He gets that challenge, you know, you're not going to quit. Don't quit. I love, um, in the book, I, I, I focus on an excerpt of a movie called uh, Facing the Giants, where the coach does the death crawl, which is that football exercise. And if you haven't seen the clip, you can go to YouTube and find it. It's about five minutes. It's it's motivational and, and, and powerful. But I think it represents how we need to be with each other as men. And it embodies these five qualities, right? The coach never leaves a side. He blindfolds them so the kid doesn't quit when he thinks he gave his best, right? Because what we can, what we do for each other is we challenge each other to, to move past where we quit on our own. He gives them an encouragement along the way. You're doing good. You're doing good. Then the kid gets to a point where he wants to quit and says, you know, I can't do it. And, and he gets challenged as you negotiate with your body, but you're not quitting, right? Quitting is not an option. And the final and the mo- one of the most important is what happens at the end. I call it the call to action. When another man entrusts something important to another man, and, and what the coach says to this, this young athlete, which is very powerful, is God has gifted you with leadership. Don't waste it. Right? God has gifted all of us with a life. Don't waste it. And here's, here's my thoughts on how to make it meaningful. And I think deep down... Every man wants that because what's fascinating about the attitude assessment tool is I haven't talked to a man who's done it where it hasn't worked. Men naturally on their own, not talking to anybody, will move, gradually move their um, performance up and to the right. They will gradually take more initiative and more responsibility. And that because you know we're experience-based learners. And so what happens is fueled by that positive experience, they keep going and they continue that, right? So we just need to get men started. So Paul, um, you talked about make your life count. I read that yesterday and I brought it to a group coaching program that I run for business owners. And I asked them all, how would you live today? if your context was make my life count. And it was fascinating. A couple people were moved to tears because they could tell they were holding back. They weren't living the life they were supposed to be living. And men are lost. Men are unsure of how to go out and be men in the world today. And I believe they need elders. I believe what's missing is wise fucking elders giving them advice and then it's them starting to actually believe in themselves right and living like a man because let's face it we live in a fucked up time with a fucked up culture with a fucked up society the cultural leaders of today are for the most part either evil or stupid and the only way we can help men is at the grassroots one at a time or 10 at a time. Mm -hmm. And to me, the bedrock of any society's family and the bedrock of any family's marriage. And, and, and strong masculine, you know, men, you know, to follow that up, imagine if all the men that you knew 
were disciplined, committed, and generous. Husbands and fathers who cared for their wife, children, and community. Damn. Everything, right? Something, right? We, it would be successful. It would be fun. You know, um, you know, and, and this point about making your life count in the in the scout book that I grew up with under morally straight, it says you have your conscience speaks to you about yourself, about your moral obligation to make your life count. And you talked about those men being moved to tears. It's deeply rooted in a man, which is why the, you know, the attitude assessment tool works. Men care deeply and desperate, right? But but absent a a path forward, absent a guide, they're paralyzed by doubt. I was talking to a young young man, a, a friend of my 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 youngest daughter's, um, and you know he's in his final six months of of school, and at a loss for where to go next. Right? You know we we live in this society where. You know, a man turns 18 or 21 and we throw him to the ocean. And on our own, all men eventually drowned. And we have, to, we have to stop that. You know, we have to give men back that strong community of elders, of counsel, of challenge, so that they can find their place in, in, the, in the male hierarchy. And you're right, it is toxic, right? I couldn't imagine, you know, being your son's age right now, right? Where... It's it's crazy, right? And and everything you, you know, he's being told that everything that is male is bad, everything. Yet he will witness on TV women en engaging in the, in the exact same behavior and being celebrated for it, right? It's it's toxic. And and this the impact, you know, the cost, you know, the cost of men failing. In, the, in their life and in their marriages, um, you know, it's it's tragic, right? The effects on children are undeniable. They're disastrous, right? Increased promiscuity, drug use, psychological and, and developmental issues, poverty, jail, 70% of the, the juveniles that, you know, the youth that are in, in juvenile detention are all from single family homes. And and the way to, to fix it is to help the men, equip them with the skills, the confidence, the insight, the path, so that they can create for their for their families perhaps that which they didn't have and the wish they did. You know, men. It you know, divorce leaves men bitter and broken, and there's nothing. You know, I didn't. I've been doing some men's work for a long time, and you know, I was I was engaged with a group of men, and the majority of whom were were you know, middle-aged divorced men, and they were all bitter and broken, blaming their ex-wives for why they, all their problems. You know, some men would, would even not be successful because, you know, if they were successful, it meant their ex-wife got more money. Well, that's a that's a naive thing, foolish thing to do, right? A man should never use someone else's behavior or, you know, actions or inactions as an excuse for his own, right? You know, how do we, how do we, lead men to hold themselves to high standards and have that masculine masculine culture. A masculine culture is one of, of commitment and, and character and cause. Yeah, 100%. So question here is, 
you talk about it's a partnership, not a union. What's the distinction between the two? Uh, it's not a it's not a partnership, right? A partnership. Sorry, it's not a partnership, not a union. Sorry. It is a union. Right? It is a union. So, it's not a partnership. Let me start correct. that again. Not a partnership. It's a union. Right. So, you know, you do a lot of work in business. You know that the most. The type the business form that is most likely to fail is a partnership because the partners are still trying to keep it fair and equitable. You know, they're all, they're controlling, they're protecting their own fair share. They don't no. want the other partner to get more. But when, when, when you think about your marriage as a union and both are all in, then you want the other person to benefit. You want the other person to grow and mature. You want that person to be, um, you know, fulfilled. Because your, your family thrives when both parties thrive. You don't want to protect your interests. You don't want to limit what you can contribute. If you have the ability to, and you have more skills, you have an opportunity to contribute more, then contribute. And don't worry about, you know, what you're going to, your, your, your share. You know, this, this 50-50 partnership is, is, a, is a disaster because it has people focusing on what am I getting from this as opposed to what I'm giving to it. Right? Life is not about what am I getting from my life. It's what am I giving in my life. Yeah, I think that's that's very powerful and very true. So you talk about how a man can help his wife desire him. There's a section in your book says percolator desire for you. I'm very interested in this piece. So you should be because it works. Let's let's, <laughs> uh, let's dig into it, shall we? Let's so, so think about yeah, I, And I, I've been running a married men's call for 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 20 years because I again I, I I'm t completely focused on help, helping men thrive in, in their marriage. And I tell the men all the time, and you know, to to keep things in perspective, your wife's job is to get the best man she can. Unfortunately, she got you. So the only thing that you can do to make her look like she did a good job is is by being a better man. And as again, as you, <laughs> there's nothing more desirable than a disciplined, committed, and generous man. A woman finds her security in the depth of your self-discipline. The more disciplined you become, the more attractive you become. Mm -hmm. Right? The more committed you are, the more secure she feels. And if obviously, if you're generous, you know, women want to be around a generous man, right? If you focus on just those three things alone, the quality of your, of your marriage and your life will get remarkably good. And so instead of thinking about what you deserve, what you're not getting, you know, I tell men, you have no control over your wife. The only thing any of us have control over is ourselves. And if we focus on those three things and develop our character, we will become very, very attractive for a number of reasons. One is because that's a high-quality man, but that man will also earn the respect of other men. And again, women are looking around to say, you know, where's where's the best man? And the answer should always be right here at home. And and we get to benefit by becoming that man by having that 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 place in in you know, in, in our community. 
you know, there's this notion about responsibility. And, and, and you know, Jordan Peterson has commented because he's kind of been amazed about his own success because what he's selling young men is responsibility. And the measure of a man, you know, leadership is when a man says, you can count on me for this. I claim and I'm going to be responsible for this. It could be it could be a, a soccer team. It could be a, a position, you know, on the, on the school board or the board of selectmen or some other place where he will contribute. And again, thinking about how we are as men, we don't evolve because we want to, right? We, we would be content just being on our own, but it's our obligations and responsibilities that drive the development of our character. Married men, successful married men, make 60% more money than single men, not because they're smarter, they're not stronger, right? They don't necessarily have access to more resources, but they have something that the single men they, that don't have, and they don't have the obligation. They don't have the, I have to. When your son, when he's, you know, 18 months old is crying because he needs to be fed, you're going to, you're going to move mountains to make sure that you provide and protect you for your family. If you didn't have that, you'd blow off early, you know, on, on Thursday, go out drinking and and not be nearly as successful as, as you could otherwise have been. And and the effect of the men, you know, look around, right? E- either the divorced bitter men or men who are afraid to get married are a fraction of the men that they could have become because nothing has ever required anything of them. And that principle is really important. And, and what I try to do in the book, right? That's why I talk about it, principles and lessons. Men won't trust what I'm saying, right? We're experience-based learners. They will only trust their experience of what I say. So I hope that they will, you know, read the book chapter by chapter. And, you know, it's not one that you can sit down and read in, in an afternoon. You really need to read, you know, one paragraph and then go understand and develop your experience of that of that chapter, of that segment and the next segment, and the next segment, and, and digest it, and do the exercises. And a man's experience of this, of these principles, will give them confidence to keep going. You know, the, you know, when I was a scout leader, I would challenge the scouts to say the scout oath every day. And it takes about 30 seconds. It's not very complicated. But in the middle of the oath, elevated above everything else in the oath, are the words to help other people at all times. Doesn't say to do it when, you know, it's convenient. Doesn't say when to do it when the, you like the person or the thing that they're asking you to do. It's to do it at all times, and I think that's the essence that all men should, you know, develop as 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 an attitude. Actually, the original um, law, you know, oath that came from from England was to help other people regardless the cost. And that gets to that sacrificial service nature that that a man can orient his life. And that will lead us to live powerful, uh, meaningful, fulfilled lives. And that's when you talk about how to raise your children, how, you know, it's got nothing to do with what we say. It has everything to do with the example that we set. And so I'm just trying to help men, you know, set an amazing example for their life and, and, and for their children, for their families. So there's good advice in this book. 
every man should read this book. Every woman should encourage her man to read this book. Makes a great Christmas gift. So mm -hmm. buy a copy for your man, ladies. Hey, if there are ladies that listen to the show, believe it or not. <laughs> and there, there are ladies who, 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 who read the book. Actually, my, one of my neighbors down the street, just their son got married and I gave the father the book to give to his son. And I ran into his mother, right? And she was profoundly thankful for, give, for me giving them the book, right? Because what woman doesn't want a man of commitment and character? Yeah, amen. Amen. So I want to move the conversation yeah, in another direction. Certainly. We are living in a time where the powers that be society culture is fucking attacking men hard. Yes. So I know what we need to do at a grassroots and individual level, man by man. But what do we need to do at a macro level to fight these dark and evil fucking forces? Well, I, you know, I've been I've been wrestling with that because now, you know, having written the book, I have the responsibility of having written the book, and 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 that is to broaden the the message and the reach so that men um, men can grab hold of it, and know about it, right? You know, the, the wisdom. If men don't know about it, then they're not going to find it, and they're not going to benefit from it. So, um, expanding the reach is is what I'm focused on, and again inspiring and motivating men and and calling the 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 elders the older men to be invested in and have a vested interest in other men right no long man a man can't just worry about himself he's got to take care of the men around him for for two reasons a for their benefit but also for his own because you know when when a man coaches another man he's going to give that man his best advice and then he's going to go home and use his best advice, right? The When other men are looking up to us, we will do a better job. So you want to put yourself in a position where, as an older man, where you are that role model, where you have to continue to, to raise the bar and to set that example and, and, and never give up. You know, and I don't care whether you're 60, 70, 80, or 90. You know, we have an obligation and a responsibility you know, for the men who are coming after us, because, you know, it's important to recognize that we didn't get here on our own, right? That other men helped us get to where we are. And, and there's nothing more important than, than to pay that forward. Remember the men who dug the well. Absolutely. And, and to be not just remember, right, but be one of those men. Be one of those men that says, you can count on me. To dig the next well. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. No, it's good. Um, I don't know the answer as to how we defeat the forces of darkness, but I do know they must be defeated. And we've got to have a countervailing narrative to their wrong and evil narrative because Men are amazing. Men built the world. Men built society. And you need men and women to make the world work. And these right. people that are trying to tell us men aren't men and women aren't women are nuts. And they are the enemies of mankind and of goodness. And every single one of us right now needs to wake up and stand strong against these 
dark and evil ones. And that's and, and, what I believe very strongly. Very, and very it, strong. And it is, it is, it is possible. And it, and it's, you know, we, we, we can only do it together. Amen. You know, the, the challenge is, is, is to allow other men to push you past where you quit on your own, to have men who will pick you up, dust you off, give you a little advice and throw you back in the ring of life. Which means that you have to be, if, if you need that from other men, you have to become that man. You know, I, I don't know where I learned it, but a long time ago I said, I could never ask from another man anything that I'm not willing to give. So I've, you know, become a man who's invested, you know, you know and unfortunately men, most men run their car off the road before they call me. <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm. Here's a guy that says you're you're gonna you're gonna get your your car into shape and you're gonna learn how to drive well and you're gonna you're gonna win the race because yeah. there is a path, there is a way. And you know, these are not original ideas. I just hope to package it in a way that makes it digestible and understandable for men. But these principles, and that's why they're principles. They're they're timeless. The book, The Essential Guide for the Married Man, Principles and Lessons for Navigating a Successful Marriage and a Meaningful Life by E. Paul Allerton. It's available uh, wherever you buy books. So if you're an Amazon man, go to Amazon. If you buy your books elsewhere, you can get it there. I'm reading this book. It is a fascinating book full of great advice. There's a lot of wisdom in this book. And... I recommend it very, very highly. Thank Paul, you. Thanks for coming on the show, brother. Let's let's do a follow up when you get all the way through, and then we'll talk about how we can uh, broaden the reach. Done and done. Baloo out. Thank you for listening to the Sovereign Man podcast. If you're ready to take charge of your life and become the man you've always wanted to be, we invite you to join the movement at sovereignman.ca.